Hey guys, real quick before we get started, we are doing a free giveaway for listeners between now and May 31st. Cash prizes, free swag, Yacht Meetup tickets, San Diego Padre tickets, and more. All you got to do to qualify is go to Spotify or Apple Podcasts and drop a five-star review. Send a screenshot to giveaway at summerscapital.com and we'll be selecting lucky winners May 31st. As always, I appreciate the support. Now let's jump into the show. One of the things is as a man, your money should either be making your life easier or creating money for you, right? You should not Mm. be spending money on bullshit that does not help you, number one. And number two, when it comes to dating, you don't want to buy, you're not buying affection from women. You're creating a reality that funnels the type of woman you want into your life. Does that make sense? Yeah. So having a nice house in a nice location where you have parties where lots of girls come over, you're funneling a possible girl you may want to date into your life. You use money to chisel out a reality where your dream girl feels comfortable being around you. That's what money's for. Welcome to the Rich Summers Report, where we talk real estate, business, and wealth building, all while keeping it real. No fluff, no BS. I hope that you enjoy the show. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of The Report. Today, we are out here in Las Vegas, Nevada. I just went on his podcast, and I got someone who talks of dating and helping men level up their lives in all aspects. I got my man, Michael Sartain. Michael, welcome to the show. Hey, I appreciate it, man. I love your show. I watch your show all the time. Yeah, I appreciate you, man. And uh, it's funny because actually we got connected through Lisa uh, Song, who was actually a guest on my podcast. We were hanging out there in Coronado after a Fastlane event. And uh, she's like, hey, man, I got to connect you to Michael. And uh, I'm glad that we're here, man. Could you imagine dating Lisa Song Sutton? Like, she's Miss Nevada, and she's an attorney, and she's rich, and she's beautiful. I like, could you imagine? Girl. Like, what? Like every yeah. day you'd be like, bro, I, I am, I'm on the – I got I to gotta keep my game up. Dude, ironically, uh, I ran into Lisa again since that night. Yeah. This is like a, a weekend ago, actually, in, in San Diego. And I got to meet her boyfriend. They sat down. We had a little brunch together. Yeah. And he's, he's a younger dude in the commercial real estate yeah. space. But, dude, shout out to him too, man. And, yes. I, and I feel you, man. Shout out to Lisa. She's great. You got an interesting story. You were a KC-135 tanker. Uh, I was an nav- instructor navigator. Yep. And then I did counter intel after that, yeah. And now you're in Vegas. You're an icon out here. You're out doing your thing um, and shaking a lot of hands out here. A lot of the, a lot of the big players know you. Yeah. Um, how did you transition from what you were doing there uh, with the Air Force to what you're doing now. So they don't they don't even know this in the Air Force. I never transitioned. I was still uh, working at a nightclub when I was a second lieutenant. I would go on the weekends. I would go to from Lee San Antonio, go up to Dallas. I worked at a spot called um, Purgatory. Okay. I was the MC there. And then I was uh, like a, a sub promoter in Atlanta, Georgia, when I was stationed at Warner Robins for a little while. And so I was still in nightlife, even when I was, a, when I was an officer, I did this all the time. Like I just spent my weekends doing this and I, because of social media, I didn't have to travel quite as much, but I still, so as soon as I got out of the military, I was like ready to go. Like I knew exactly what I was going to do. And then Instagram came out and it just took off from there. Like I just kind of, I, I had a, an understanding cause I had a fully thorough understanding of how my space worked. I'm old. I'm 46. Did oh, you, was, you don't look it. I was using my appreciate. It. I was using MySpace, and then uh, and then afterwards, I started using Facebook, and then obviously later on, started using. Instagram. Well, what was it about the nightclub thing that you just loved? Um, I like the fact that so so I'm an extreme extrovert. One of, there's a couple things about the nightclub that I love. So if you ever jump out of an airplane, the first time it's hard, and you feel a massive apprehension before you do it uh, because it puts you out of your comfort zone and you feel uncomfortable. A lot of introverted people they'll go to a nightclub. And they'll have a hard time because the music's loud. See, here's the thing. If you're a guy and you go to a nightclub, here's what you don't actually understand. That loud music and those ropes, they're not just a minor inconvenience. They're literally made so that rich clients can fuck hot girls. Mm. And so you 
can't. That is literally, it's a literal obstacle course that is created there. That's why there's a VIP and you're not allowed to go to it. That's the point. The music is loud because the guy who has the paddock and the fucking nice suit who has the bottles of rosé or, uh, you know, Ace of Spades, whatever, that dude doesn't have to talk to her. You do, and the music is so fucking loud that you can't hear what's going on. Uh, when you move to Vegas, one of the things you're going to find out is about this horrible thing called a girl guy. He's what's like that? a he's a he's the lowest level per, like nightclub host, okay. but his job is just to get, grab girls that are in GA and then pull them to guys' tables. Mm. When I realized that, I was like, okay, something uh, something's growing wrong here. I also used to be a DJ at a strip club, and I would see this dynamic where women would say they really liked certain aspects of from a man, and then you would see what they'd actually do, and it was totally different. This is where like the the whole good guy complex and bad guy you guys should check out ho math i love ho math h-o-e underscore math he talks about this things that make uh, that are good guy uh, ideals and bad guy ideals or like what we say in moa things that build comfort and things that build attraction um women when you ask them questions about what they find what they like about men they will always describe comfort qualities he's good with his family he likes animals he's really kind to me but then when you see who they end up you know going over to his house in the middle of the night just for sex it's he's tall good looking tattoos you know, he's a bad boy set. You know what I'm saying? And then the, those kind of situations. Often I used to listen to girls when they tell me I'm dating a narcissist. And then I meet the guys. and I'm like, this guy's not a narcissist. He just has boundaries. Like it's the first time you've ever had you dealt with a guy who told you no. Yeah. And so you find out that you ask women what they're attracted to and they describe what they're comfortable with. And so I learned that from being a DJ, at a strip club, from being a sub promoter, from all the different well, stuff. Oft, I did. Often it's that that dude that you know, has a good career that has only dated two or three girls in his whole lifetime yeah. that has not been on a ton of dates that might not be the most exciting or fun yeah. for that girl to go out with. Is yeah. that part of the reason you say and, Isn't it funny? Like if women like looked at it rationally, they would date, they would marry the boring cardiologist and they would be happier than fuck and have children that were looked after and have a, like a very low drama, extremely happy life. But they don't. They end up wanting to fuck Brock the bartender who, you know, who lives in La Jolla and like sleeps on motherfuckers' couch who's got two fucking inked up arms and takes roids in the, every summer that she's fucking that guy and then just like wonders shocked at some point six months down the line when he cheated on her oh my god i didn't think that was gonna happen and why is that though uh, why, because, do, why do girls prefer that yeah so it, it has to do with survival characteristics of your ancestors fifty thousand years ago it has to do with evolutionary psychology what's happened is that these cues for what were alpha men back fifty thousand years ago which would be the ability to conduct violence on her behalf so broad shoulders six-pack abs a v-shaped torso height except you know like masculine looking face jawline maybe some scars facial hair etc a deep voice uh networking like a surrounding or whatever those things women see those like the reality is the baddest motherfuckers in the world right now are like five foot nine mma fighters you know what i'm saying yeah they're like they're they're recon marines and navy seals and none of them are six feet tall the real the reality of the situation is the baddest men in the world the, the best fighters look like that but she's still going for the for the from the male stripper from thunder from down under mm. because he has this look that her ancestors saw as being this is the guy who can protect me who can provide the most for me there's another thing it's called sexy sexy son's hypothesis from evolutionary biology which is the concept that if a woman sees a man and sees other women looking at that man that man has some genes some genetic expression that she wants in her children so that her children can have more children and she can pass on her genetics so because of that women see uh, uh positive uh, cues you know handsome face and tall and whatever and they see those genes those those um those aspects and they pass them down but also the the, the difference between men and women is women can also see humor women can also see the ability to network women can also see 
uh, money. Money is just an allegory for competency. There is no money in the ancestral period. But like the most competent man, the most competent hunter, the most no competent money. builder. Yes. Money is an, a- an allegory for yeah. competency. You and I would have killed a gazelle, brought it back on a spit, and brought it back in the ch- in the, the, uh, the our tribe who's starving would have been cheering us on when they walked in. Now we just pull up in a Ferrari. It's the same effect. Mm. Uh, for us, the dopamine levels are the same, and for our tribe, the dopamine levels are the same. It's just this. It's a similar expression. It's just we're not cave people anymore, yep. and we have different things that that where we can show uh, you know competency. Women are uh, at least two to one, but more likely more than that interested in a man's ability to garner resources than men are ability for a woman's ability to garner resources. We just don't care if she works at McDonald's. If she's a 10 and works at McDonald's, we'll just marry her just the same. We don't care. Yeah. You know, and and I think right now in today's climate with all the feminism that's going on, uh, this whole movement, um, I feel two things. One, it's, it's never been harder to be a guy. Mm -hmm. We're seeing a lot of guys. And I've heard you say this before that like some crazy stat, like 20 something percent of all men, Go through an entire year and never get laid. Oh no! What's that number? Yeah, it's thirty-three. So thirty-three percent of men under the age of thirty uh, have zero sexual Which partners is fucking in a, crazy in a year. It is. <laughs> you live it in San Diego. Yeah, it would be crazy. Like, <laughs> but you have to think about the dude who lives in Waco. You know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. in his mom's house. Uh, yeah. So thirty-three percent of men, seventy-five percent of men are like, I believe, overweight. It's it maybe I've heard different reports, anywhere from forty percent to seventy percent of men mm-hmm. overweight. Women have actually has have it worse when it comes to obesity. Uh, but and, traditionally, traditionally, mm-hmm. men would go out and make the money, yeah. and the woman would stay at home, cook and clean, and that sort of thing, have sure. more of a domesticated role. Yeah. But because now women are going out and they're becoming attorneys, doctors, and sure. all this sort of stuff, men are not needed in that sense, and that's why I feel like it's never been harder to become a uh, to be a man. However. On the flip side, I feel like for someone like myself, you know, for for a guy that's out there going after the dreams and really pushing the metal, uh, the pedal, uh, it's never been easier because there's not a lot of competition yeah, of so other guys going out and doing yeah, it. Yeah. So what these what's guys ha- are soft right yeah, now. So so just we're, we're going to call this like uh, uh, I'm trying to think status poverty. Okay. Like, so there's a you know how you have a poverty line with income. There's a poverty line when it comes to status. Unfortunately for men, though. 80% of men are below the status poverty line. They really are. If you look on uh, Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge, the, the data shows that 80% of men on those apps are deemed unattractive. In general, women find 80% of men to be physically unattractive and the top 20%. So when you think about it, we would look at a five and see a five. Although if we're in La Jolla or if we're living in San Diego, when we see a five, we think she's a three because we're we're used to hotter women because yes. we live in San Diego yes. or we live in Las Vegas. So a girl who comes from who's a nine in Dallas or not nine in Waco, Texas, she comes to Las Vegas and she's a good six. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yep. So we, there's a little bit of inflation when it comes to us. But for women, it's fucking bonkers. A, a guy who's an eight is a five to them. Yes. A guy who's a nine is a seven to them. And the only 10 is Drake and Chris Hemsworth. There are no other tens. There's so few tens that exist. What, what makes a guy a nine or 10 for a for a woman? So it's a contextual thing. So so when we're talking about Chris Hemsworth in a vacuum, she doesn't know Chris Hemsworth. She just looks at him on, on camera and says he's physically attractive. For us, what happens is you sit there and you you get a, a, a mansion that you're trying to flip, like you're trying to sell whatever real estate. you got some partners trying to flip this mansion. So you throw a party at this mansion and you get a bunch of people there. And then everyone, every girl knows there that like the property is under your name and you're throwing the party. You are now contextually a 10 in that environment because compared to all the other males there, you're higher status than they are. So it's like, 
it's like it's one of these situations where they deem most men to be unattractive, but they're fucking someone. So, so, so level of success and money has a lot to do with the attractiveness. Yeah. So, so for for there's a great book on this. It's called Why Women Have Sex by Cindy Meston and David Buss. And for men, there's like four reasons why they have sex with women. For women, there's 237 reasons why women have sex with men. So we have this incredible ability to have a few things wrong with us and still do fantastic with women. I.e., I have a client who's five one who's just surrounded by tons of beautiful women all the time because of his social alignments and because of the priest selection that he creates women are competing for his attention and the other women like don't really care what he looks like they just see other women competing so they start competing mm -hmm. men we don't do this if i see dudes competing for a woman's attention she's not hotter to me she's no. actually in some cases less attractive you see what i'm saying so like it's very different like the the male and female psychology when it comes to attraction is in some cases opposite of one another so that that's where you know that's where that whole thing happens but like yeah i mean it's it's just it's it's the 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 um you admitting as a society that we're completely different. That's what people need to do. Are we going to go back to a traditional level? No, things are not going to, the Overton window is not going to swing back to the right where women are all back in the kitchen. But it will working. swing a little bit, right? I don't know if it ever will. Like, you don't to, think so? to, to be fair, I think what happens is there's a few, a, a few group of men who like me and the guys in my program, we are like, we listen to all the stuff that they talk about in the Barbie movie or on the view. And we're just like, that's cute that you guys are saying that we're going to choose to not listen. We're not going to protest you. Mm -hmm. We're just not going to listen. Instead, instead, I'm going to have multiple dates lined up. When I go out, I'm going to go to the gym. Uh, I'm going to use pre-selection to my advantage. I'm going to show access to scarce resources, relevancy and competency on my social media. Uh, you, it's cute. Dude, that social you, media is huge. Yeah. I'm, it's cute that you guys think this. You know, in the Barbie movie or whatever, like it's cute that you guys that eat, pray, love. You guys think divorce is like some sort of like award it's to be celebrated. Okay, that's fine. Believe whatever you need to believe. I'm gonna like not live like Post Malone, Machine Gun Kelly, and Takashi Six Nine. I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna actually be a little bit more masculine. I'm gonna be the kind of guy. A woman's gonna see me and be like, "This is a man that would protect me and my family." I'm very attracted to. I'm gonna I'm gonna live in that world just for a little while. Let me see what happens. And I do that. And of course, I have no. I'm 46 years old. I have a 21-year-old goddess for a girlfriend who brings mm. women home to me. I, I swear to God, like I could not make this up. If you go back 20 years, my life could not possibly be any better when it comes to dating and relationships. And the reason why is because I don't sit there and like I don't make red pill content to like like fight feminism. I have a ton of friends who are feminists. I'm just like, that's really cute that you think that. You're wrong. Shh, sorry, you're wrong. But I'm just not going to. It just I just decide to live my life as a masculine man and ignore that noise, that chaff that people are trying to send my way. And when you do so, I think your point previously was while that group at the top that has. So remember, we talked about status poverty. Mm -hmm. The most guys are below the poverty line. I'd say 84 percent of men are below the status poverty line, which is considered how much money a year. Oh, uh, it doesn't even matter. So you could get. So let's say if you're five one, then it's a higher number. Uh, but if you're six three and handsome, if you're six three and handsome, it's a lower number mm -hmm. of how much money. You know what I'm saying? Six three and handsome, sixty thousand dollars a year. If yeah. you're five foot one, it might be five hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah. It, but like, I'm, we're, we're, that's not. But evil. that's the beauty about being a guy, right? So if you, you could be you, a famous actor, you, you could be a famous a, DJ. If you take a woman on a scale of one to ten physically, and yes. say she's a two or three. No matter how much she makes and whatever she does, it's going to be very challenging for her to pull That's absolutely a right. high yes. a high level man. Correct. But as a man, you could be five foot three, five foot four, and uh, you know, two on a scale of one to ten, and become Jeff Bezos and have all the high quality options that you could ever dream of. It's not just money, also. Like, let's. I'm just shout out uh, uh, Graham Stephan. Graham Stephan is a not a very tall individual. Graham Stephan's girlfriend is very attractive. Why is that? Because Graham has tons of status. He's and he's very charismatic. He speaks incredibly intelligent. 
intelligently. He's super confident and he probably has some money too. But, but Graham, Graham is a terrific example of a guy who's like not super tall, who has a really, I know a ton of other dudes. I have a buddy of mine, Joel Alvarez, you know, the black tape project. Have you ever seen that where they no, put the not. girls in, in electrical tape mm. and they only wear, they don't wear any clothes, but they're just wearing tape. Joel is not super tall. Joel is like five, eight, five, seven. Joel, every girl that he's dated is like Bulzarian playboy level qualities, 10 out of 10 hot. And the reason why is because he's incredibly competent at what he does. He does not flash any money whatsoever. If you are a busy professional and don't have time to invest in real estate, but still want to participate in the passive income and tax benefits, my team, Summers Capital, is buying a lot of boutique hotels right now. We source the deals, we renovate the properties, and we even do all the day-to-day management, making it truly hands-off for investors. If you want to learn more to see if we can help you, Go to summerscapital.com slash invest to book a call with our team. Again, that's summerscapital.com slash invest. Now back to the show. So like uh, that for men, we have so many different, ad- there's so many plays we can run. We can run the screen pass. We can run the, the play action, the double move. There's so many plays we can run to score the touchdown. Whereas women, they just kind of got to run the ball up the middle. And if they can't do it, then they're, then it doesn't really work for them. And because of that, when women come to that realization and they're 32, 35, and they did a little bit of porn or they were hooking for a while, or they had a little slutty time in their twenties and maybe had a kid when they were 22 or whatever. Once they come to the realization that men don't treat you the same, when you're 35 and you put on some weight, then they get angry and they want their comeuppance. They want, there's mm-hmm. like, no, you guys, I went and got my master's degree. I changed, I turned my life around. I had an epiphany. Where's my man? And all the good men are like talking to 23 year olds and women are very angry about this. And then they're like, like, again, one of the, one of the biggest issues I have is when a woman wants to date an older man, which most women do, it is considered a preference, a healthy preference. When a man wants to date a younger woman, he is a creep. That is a double fucking standard that a lot of people have that I think is absurd. Well, here's the thing. Uh, there's no doubt about this. I, I believe women mature quicker than men. Yes, of right. Course. Um, and if you look at where women kind of peak physically, it's a lot younger than men. So, yes. you know, a lot of women peak physically in their 20s. Yeah. And for me, I'm, I'm 38. I feel like I am just now figuring things out. I am yes. just now hitting my stride. When I was 31, 32, I had no idea what I was doing. When I was 28, no yeah. idea what I was doing. Right. And so you take a woman that's 38, you know, for me, you know, I want to have kids. I want to get married and that sort of thing. So I'm not ready to have kids right now, but in five years from now, I want to. Right. So for me, I can't go date a girl my age. I have to go date someone that's in their mid twenties Yes. because in five years, she'll be at that age where she can. If I go date a girl that's 29, 30 right now, five years, she's going to be a little bit too old. Yeah. So I have to date down. So, so it's one of these things that's also happened is where you'll have a movie actresses and they'll have a kid at 40. Uh, not looking at the like, the, there's actual medical. The guy or the woman will be. A woman, a woman will have a, a baby at forty. What happens is, is they don't see the three hundred fifty thousand dollars that went into the in vitro that caused them to be able to have a child mm. uh, at forty years old. Number one and number two. The increased levels of autism and situations like that that happen when women have children at that late age. And so that's one of the things that happens. So that's because they see one girl have a baby at 40. They think they're all going to wait till 40. And they because they've they've gotten so privileged because of all the attention that they get from men. Even by the way, 32 year old woman who's cute is getting a ton. She's getting so many dick pics from Indian men that she has no She's getting so much attention. Why, why do you say Indian men? I mean, just b- because they're the ones who just sit there and send the most dick pics. Like, really? they're, 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 oh my God. That's a no thing? Dude, you should look at a, a Kindly Myers. She like, she gets all these messages from dudes. They're not all Indian, but like some of them are African or South American or whatever, or just creepy dudes in the United States. They send so many dick pics and she's 38 years old. And like the amount of imp- like data, stuff that she gets from these dudes is like outrageous. Now, there are exceptions. Obviously, where we live, there's plastic surgery. So you'll see a woman who's 38 who's actually really fucking attractive. But you're right. You're correct. The probability of her 
uh, maintaining a child through gestation after the age of 40 is like less than 5%. Yep. You start significantly losing the, the amount of eggs you have after the age of 35. I mean, 35, it starts going down. It starts going down at 33. But like, that's one of the things that happens. And a lot of women don't want to deal with this biological fact. And so because of that happens, they can't blame God or biology or Charles Darwin. So they just blame men for not choosing to date older women. And that's essentially what goes on. And like, there's another study that I, I love this one. As men increase in status in every society, the age gap between them and their wife increases in every society. Say that again. So as, as men increase in, in the status in their society, this is Yamamamo, Yanamamo Indians, the Inuit Indians. Uh, this has to do with people in Holland. This has people to do with people in Norway, United States, Mexico, all these different places. As men increase in income and status, the difference between age between them and their wife increases as mm. well. Meaning you start seeing the 45 year olds with the 21 year olds, but men in general on average are dating women about three or four years younger than them. But the wealthy men at the very top are dating women 20 years because they have the ability to do so mm. because they have the, because they have the, the, they have the choice to be able to do so. And here's the other thing. One of the issues that I had was like, for instance, the problem that women have with the Leonardo DiCaprio thing where he would leave a woman after she was 25 over and over again. And uh, my, my question, which was posed by Sterling Cooper very, very concisely is why don't you blame the fucking women mm. like that are consistently dating Leonardo DiCaprio, knowing fully well, he's going to break up with you at 25. Why is that? Because they want to date an older man. That is the problem. Like they are choosing to date men of high status. And it's just so crazy to me. Like I like when men do it, it's creepy. And when women do the exact same thing, it's a preference. Agreed. I got another crazy one for you. So yeah. I got a lot of uh, female friends and they always tell me these dating stories. Mm -hmm. And so one thing that's so shocking to me is they're telling me, hey, a lot of these guys in the first date, second date are offering like they will off the, the females, the bill will come. They mm -hmm. go out to dinner. And my girlfriends will literally offer to split the bill just mm -hmm. as a nice gesture. And half of these dudes are like, okay with it mm -hmm. or letting them pick up the bill. Yeah. As a man, I can never be okay on the first day, even the fifth day, letting a woman pick yeah. up the bill. To me, it's embarrassing. Of course. So, so the thing why the, is that so, I was shocking. So one of the, one of the things is why my course exists is because there's certain things that men are supposed to get. And back in we, when we had more of a, when you consider like say even the 1950s or go back to the 1850s, United States lived much closer to a tribal environment. And when I say it, what I mean by that is like men grew up and learned to hunt and fish mm. and they would beat each other up. And there was, there was like some rough housing that would go on very similar to like a native American tribal environment, or at least more similar to an ancestral environment where people, where men had a, a quote unquote rite of passage that they had to go through. We do this in the U S military, sort of a rite of passage. Then you get a badge or you get a, you get, you know, your rank increases, et cetera. Uh, because we don't do that as much now, the boys don't get it anymore and there's no one to teach it to them. So that's why my course exists. In my course, I would tell you, of course, like if she says we're going to split the bill, it's a trap. All right. Or if she says that she's, we're going to split the bill, you can let her pay for the whole thing because she's letting you know she has no intention of ever having sex with you. No one, like I've never had a woman who wanted to have sex with me ask to split the bill. That just doesn't happen. Or she would yeah, ask, that's it, true. Or, she, or she would ask to split the bill, but then I would pay for it. That's the yeah. difference. So the thing these guys don't understand is that like, yes, she's putting that out there. Now, from, from a man, a man's standpoint who doesn't get it, that seems very duplicitous. A woman has basically entrapped you. That's illegal. Like mm -hmm. she's entrapping you to make you think that. But yes, as a man, we should just know better. Initially, that is our, 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 our point. I don't pay for dinner to show I have money. You know why I pay for dinner? I pay for dinner because if I don't, it's awkward. 
Yeah. And you want to use money to create a reality for you and you never want to let things get awkward. It has been several times. But even if I'm out with my guy friends, like if you and I went yeah. out to lunch, like I wouldn't split the bill. Yeah. Like I'm picking it up. Yeah, for sure. You know? Yeah, because it, it, but that's the thing, right? In my situation, I've had this happen before where there was a bunch of us that were all eating or trying to split the check and I saw things getting awkward. So I just paid for the whole thing. Yeah. I'm just not going to, in fact, like, and I didn't let anyone see me do it, Rich. I got up, found the waitress, gave her my card to just, just take care of the whole it. thing. Yeah. And then got back and I acted like it, it was, I didn't even act like I paid the bill guys i act like it was just taken care of now obviously i paid the bill but it, you could interpret that as the manager just gave us our food for free which used to happen at sdk when i would bring like 14 girls there we would do something like that would happen but the the point of money and a lot of guys because i know you have a lot of people you know uh you know very concerned with money in your in your podcast the the, the watch your podcast one of the things is as a man your money should either be making your life easier or creating money for you right you should not mm. be spending money on bullshit that does not help you number one and number two, when it comes to dating, you don't want to buy, you're not buying affection from women. You're creating a reality that funnels the type of woman you want into your life. Does that make sense? Yeah. So having a nice house in a nice location where you have parties where lots of girls come over, you're funneling a possible girl you may want to date into your life. What you use money to chisel out a reality where the, your dream girl feels comfortable being around you. That's what money's for. You're not buying her effect. Like again, on a first date, you give a girl a necklace. That's buying her affection. Yeah. Horrible symptom. Yeah. To nothing but that, that's totally terrible. You're supplicating. But what you do instead is you create a reality. So for me, it's like I go to Masters all the time. I love going to Masters. I go to Masters. The chef comes out. He knows me. I they hardly that. charge me for shit. And when I, whenever I go there, because I'm always bringing influencers to the place, they're very fucking nice to me. They're, because they're nice to me, I go out there and the girl just sees while everyone knows who this guy is. I've Now her anxiety drops down to zero when she's with me. Uh, it, there's attraction triggers and comfort triggers. And she feels much, much. The girl would never dream of asking me, to look, I'm going to split the bill. It, yeah. That would never happen. So it that's one of the situations because I put out that 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 vibe of very you know early on like what's going to happen and if it's not going to work it's like what you said before hey I don't think we should go to the game together mm -hmm. instead I'm going to call you an Uber and you should go in this direction I'm so quick to do that but I just put them in the friend zone and I don't treat them any differently and it's one, another thing that's really different about what that, I teach my clients. I love that you said that yeah because uh, I I have a lot of guy friends from back home that just they're not around girls a lot and when they they're around girls they like lock up around yeah. guys they're they're totally fine and yeah. normal I'm like dude. The, the way I talk to my guy friends is the same way I talk to my girlfriends and females. That Treat I'm them all the same. All the same. Treat them all but, the same. Make them talk about themselves. But to your point about, pay, uh, about paying when I'm dating a woman, I'm like, hey, you want to grab coffee or ice cream every now and then? Cool. I'm cool with yeah. that. I'm never going to let them pay for the big ticket stuff, especially yeah. the nice dinners, even if we're dating long term. Yeah. But I'll give you an example. I was dating a girl recently. And we were in a like late night, it's like a little like burger joint. We're grabbing a little Sunday bite. It was like a $15 yeah. item or whatever. And she went to go pay. But I was like, hey, don't do that. Because normally I would, 15 bucks, not a big deal. But we were in front of like 20 dudes. <laughs> and I was like, dude, that is embarrassing to yeah. me as a guy. I just feel like I cannot let a woman pay yeah. in front of all these 15 dudes. Yes. If we're grabbing coffee and no one's around, okay, cool. Yeah. So I don't know. I just For me, I'm like, I don't feel like a true man if I'm like letting the woman pay even yeah. in front of other guys. It, it is interesting that we, we see the world that way. Because uh, I want to be a gentleman. Yeah, you know? for sure. But at the same time, what we don't want is for women to only want to be with us because we have money. True. Unless you're Bradley. Brad was like, well, at least you love me. Yeah. I know why you love me. Well, I don't give a well, shit. Well, here's the thing. I, I, don't, I don't want, like some guys want to date women that make money. Yeah. I'm like, I don't need that. Yeah. Like I, I, I go out and work hard and bust my ass in business and real sure. estate. So I don't have to go date someone that makes money. So yes. I'm not looking for that woman. That's going to be attorney, yeah, exactly. doctor, and kind of that type A and alpha. Um, I, I was recently dating a girl recently that's, that's going to go do all that sort of stuff. And I was just like, you know what? I don't need that. I don't want that. 
Yeah, I was um, I was dating one of the biggest fitness models in the world for a while, and we're still really good friends. I love hanging out with her, talking, whatever. But it was one of these situations, like you said before, like one of the executives at Disney set up an entire Disney escape for her, mm. where she got to spend the entire weekend doing the coolest stuff at Disney. And then the next week, she was in Ibiza and paid for none of it while she's making 300000 a month, posting fully clothed images on OnlyFans clothed in bikini she doesn't even do it implied and i'm like i can't we, we can't be in a relationship like it's not gonna work yeah. i mean obviously this is ridiculous like it's not gonna work um i need you here so so like that that's what you know the issue why that wouldn't work but yeah you're you're exactly right when it comes to that i just like let every let people do whatever they want to do it's just when women don't want to take accountability for the fact that like again if i took steroids for 20 years then all of a sudden like hey michael just want to let you know like you're having trouble with your liver well you know it's my fault I took steroids for 20 years. Yep. But if you, you do the same thing to a woman is be like, hey, you've gotten a little overweight and it's actually causing you to not be able to carry a pregnancy to term because it's it's uh, it's hurt you. Uh, no, it's men's fault. No, it's not. It's your fault. Mm -hmm. You didn't pay attention to biology for everything. If you want to do things like, again, if you want to hoe it up when you're in your early 20s and you want to film with multiple men on your fucking OnlyFans, but you're making a grip, you're making a ton of money and you're investing in real estate, you're going to have a ton of money. But later on, when a quality man that you're looking for wants to fuck you but not date you, don't blame men. And that's the problem. Like these women just do not grasp this concept. And the other thing is like for men and men are becoming more intelligent when it comes to this. I've had a debate on this with Jamie Lynn and the guy who owns the studio, John Orlando. And I'm sorry, like the data is very clear on this. The more sexual partners a woman has before she's married, the more likely she is to cheat and the more likely she is to divorce you. That is just a fact. It doesn't mean it's a 100% correlation, but it's a 70, 80% correlation. Yeah, if then, then, then versus the person that's only dated one person yeah, their entire but, life. But, but like if, if you've had, if a woman's been with more than 20 partners, she has like a 17% chance of staying in a marriage. And I'm listening wow. to women actually tell me there's no correlation between multiple sexual partners and getting divorced. And I'm like, okay, if I, if you have a sales guy and this sales guy's had like say be five or six jobs mm -hmm. and he's constantly getting offers on LinkedIn for new jobs and he's and you're like talking shit to him and he's like I know I could get another job in 15 seconds yeah. he's more likely to leave it's the same thing how does that make sense but yet a woman having multiple sexual partners filing for divorce doesn't make sense I don't understand you're just not using logic it's obvious that's the case and you might say well what about men being more likely to leave because they had multiple sexual partners well guess what who's filing for divorce 80% mm -hmm. of divorces are being filed by women men aren't leaving marriages period so them having multiple sexual partners is not the issue now i just everything i said i can back up with data everything i said I can would, back up with to data. your point would you say that there's a correlation with the woman that is on these online apps tinder hinge bumble because she's going on way more dates and she's more considered a serial she's, dater so that she, she's more likely to move on as soon as shit hits the fan so so she's actually not a serial dater. you should read this i, I recommend everyone read it's it take you two hours to get through it it's called the book of numbers by aaron clary Women are going on dating apps for attention. Women are doing six on average, like 6,000 swipes to the left before they go on one date. Mm. 6,000 per one day. Now, obviously, you're going to have a girl who's going through some sort of like trauma or she's a nymphomaniac or she's been, you know, something's happened where she just like wants to fuck a different dude every day. We're talking like 3%, 1% of the population. So you're saying if a girl swipes on you, you're like one of a, of a lot of men well, that she so, actually swiped so, on and so, wants to talk to. So, so just the swipe. Yeah. Uh, the top 60, the top 63, I'm sorry, the top 20% of men are getting 63% of the right swipes. The top 20% of, I'm sorry, top 10% of men are getting 63% of the right swipes. The top 20% of men are getting 83% of the right swipes, which means the bottom 80% of men are competing with 17% of women, 17%. Mm. Like 
it's just, it's a disaster for men. It's so unequal. So the reality is now once she swipes, what's the likelihood of her going on a date with you? And then once she does that, what's the likelihood of her having sex with you? I have a friend of mine. He's one of my sales guys and he's got six pack abs. He's gorgeous. And he's like, yeah, I have, a, I have seven dates a week. I can have 14 dates a week for guys that are that, in that category of like, it's called the top four and a half percent. There's a four and a half percent of men that women actually pursue because of their physical attractiveness or whatever. There's 20% of men that women find attractive. And then there's 80% of men that women find unattractive. And so so from that standpoint, if you just base it on physical attractiveness, you're just not doing well. And what you'll find is on these dating apps, women are not actually going on there to date. They're going out there because they get validation and admiration and they get OnlyFans subscribers. That's why they're doing it. So Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge, you're going to find that there's a few guys that are getting all the dates and a ton of women that are going on one or two. Well, generally what happens whenever there's a new dating app that comes out, there's a few months where there's a bunch of girls that jump on it because they think it's different. They all get fucked by Brock the bartender who doesn't call them back. Mm -hmm. They all ended up just having like the thing thing they found their boyfriend having meaningless sex with some fucking shortstop for the Padres who never calls them back again. And then afterwards, they're like, fuck this dating app. And then they get off it. And by the time you get to the two or three year period, it's just nothing but women with borderline personality disorder or have four kids. Mm -hmm. That's all that's left on those apps. It's just nothing but morbidly overweight women. Or if they're attractive, they're either prostitutes or girls trying to get you on OnlyFans. I think dating apps are (laughs) disastrous. I agree. And and, and quite, quite frankly, I, I prefer organic. Instagram. I prefer Instagram's so, ten times in, Instagram's it, yeah. for for a guy that has an audience or, or a decent Instagram. Yeah, that is the way to do it. Yeah, and even when I go when I meet girls out and about now, you know, like let's say I meet someone at the gym, and I just I, and it's very nonchalant. I never approach girls at the gym, but let's say I've been there a couple months. We both know of each other. You know, I'm working out next to them. I might say, hey, you know, my name's so-and-so. I just want to introduce myself. I see you around. Um, we'll chat a little bit. And then I'll say, hey, let's connect sometime. Are you on social? Yeah. Connect on Instagram. And then the best way to set it up is, hey, we should grab a drink sometime if you're open to it. W- one of two things happen. Either say, hey, no, I'm not interested. I have a boyfriend, whatever. Great. And it's nonchalant. Or two, they bet, yeah, I'd love to. And then cool, you know, you're in the door and it's just such a better way to, yeah. to set up because now they get to check you out on Instagram. They get to yeah. check you out on social um, versus going online and having to compete with all these thousands of guys that yeah. are swiping, you know? Uh, I, I would take it one step further. I would actually have all those girls collect them and then invite them to some massive event that you go to that you're in charge of and then let, let them all get to see you in uh, contextually like a, a position of power or high status. And doing that, then what happens is a, a bunch of the, let's just say, uh, 20% of the girls were going to say yes and 80% weren't going to say no. If 100 of those girls then go to your event that you're running or that's for you, mm-hmm. all of a sudden that number comes to 40 or 50% of the women would say yes. Mm. Because they're, because the thing is like when women look at men, there's just attributes in, in a man they just don't know. Is this man going to sexual assault me? Is this man going to be terrible in bed? Is this man going to be cruel to me? Is he poor? Like there's all these things. Now, that having she a good know. social media presence with females and that sort of thing, that will help. That will, that will shut a lot of that out. Yeah. So when you set, when you show on your social media that women that there's compliance from other women on your social media that actually makes women far, feel far more comfortable around you. Now, if you do it too much like me, you'll have women come out and say, yeah, I don't like that. You look like a yeah. fuck boy right before they sleep with you. I, like, da- I dated a girl recently yeah. that because all the, all the except for Parker, all the people on my team are female yeah. and a lot of them are attractive. Yeah. And I dated a girl recently who was very intimidated by it. The reason I knew I didn't know while I was dating her, but I knew after the fact was every time I invited her out to like a function with with my team members, yeah. she would always bail last minute. And it'd always be a different excuse. Oh, I don't feel good, yeah. whatever it is. And I found out after the fact that she was just a jealous woman. 
Yeah. So one of the things though is like like your attraction is still ten out of ten. Like she's still very attracted to you, even if she's considering it. If you just did a few things to like increase comfort, she would go out with you. This idea that women just like when when multiple women like a man, this idea that women are just like not attracted to them is total fucking cap. It is not true. It's something that women say to cope with the fact that they feel jealous or they're losing control. What you'll notice generally, and by the way, men are the same way. Uh, generally when a woman is, when you're doing something that garners you more control, so like you become better looking and get in better shape, get more followers on social media, get six pack abs, whatever. When you do those things, you're going to notice women become a little bit more complaint. They start to complain a little bit more. They start to try to pull, oh, no, let's stay at home and watch Netflix. Why are you hanging out with these people, et cetera, et cetera. When you do things that gain control, you're going to notice women have a problem with it. When you do things where you give up control, like the dad bod is one of the greatest examples mm. of this. Women saying they like the dad bod. The dad bod is utter and complete lunacy. This idea that women are attracted to men who are fat is stupidity. But what they do like is that the where dad bod comes from is when a woman gets pregnant, men also, when they're partnered with a woman will have increased prolactin levels and they'll put on weight and they look like Seth Rogen or Vince Vaughn or Elon Musk and you see them pasty and fat or whatever and women are, what's what's happening is women are like oh he's 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 not going to cheat on me because he's fat now and he's going to stick around so and it gives her comfort for, right so it gives her comfort so remember anytime she's gaining power she's going to say those are the things I like anytime she's losing power she's going to say that guy's an asshole he's a fuck boy that's always the way it is but again when we look at it if you were going to say which one would you rather have all the attraction cues and no no comfort cues. Those are the guys that women show up to your house in the middle of the night to have sex with you, even though another woman just walked out the door. Yeah. When it's all a comfort and nothing, no attraction, you're in the friend zone. Yeah. So that you, same woman though that says that she prefers the guy that's with the dad bod because it's a level of comfort. Yeah. If she's gonna go have a one night stand and she gets to pick whatever man she yeah, wants, she will she's not, not gonna pick, pick the guy with the dad course, bod, right? Of course. And it, and it's just so crazy because like women will even say that that isn't true, and then they'll just do anonymous surveys, and it's 100 percent true. It's just. The problem, the, the issue is, and obviously this is the discussion we're having, male nature is also, like, we're hyper-competitive. We tend to cheat more than women. There's things we do. We're far more likely to commit domestic abuse than women are, right? We're far more likely to murder our partners than women are. We're far more likely to commit child abuse than women are. But, we, but we're also far more likely to take our own lives. When women, what, what a lot of times what the discussion is, whenever I have a discussion that is sort of points out the negative points of men, no one says anything about it. When I have a discussion, because it's like women actually like it. When I have a discussion that points out unflattering aspects of the female nature, then I'm a misogynist. And it's like, no, it's not. I'm not a misogynist. I'm just pointing out the truth. The fact that women will generally say one thing and then date a different guy. Do you understand how confusing it is? My friend, she lives in San so Diego. Confusing. My friend who lives in San Diego, uh, Elizabeth Egan, or I'm sorry, Elizabeth Chevalier. She's a playmate. She lives in San Diego. Okay. I think she's living in Calabasas now with her boyfriend. But she comes on my show and she goes, I just want a guy who's nice he just acts like himself and he's just totally be himself. I was like, tell me about your ex-boyfriend. He was a narcissist. I'm like, do you, do you just, do you hear what you just said? Like you're saying these words and there's all these guys who are going to sit there and be nice to you. And none of them are going to have sex with you, but the narcissist had sex with you. Mm. Do you not hear yourself? And there's going to be women listening to this. and going to be like, that's cap. That's just because she's immature. You know what's funny? Um, there was this thing uh, Jordan Peterson said incorrectly, by the way, where he's like, well, the reason why women are falling for these fuck boys is because they're not mature. Really? Go back and watch the Tinder Swindler documentary. Every one of those girls was over the age of 32. Hmm. 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 No. 
love bombing still works for older women too. Like these concepts still, these alpha, like dark triad traits, they work for women that are older, younger. It's like that, that I wouldn't have fallen for that. I see women all over the place falling for these dark triad traits. And I'll tell this and again, this is where women get really mad when I say this. If you wanted women could in one or two generations, if they chose to just absolutely all band together and say, we will have sex with no narcissist, no one with BPD, no one who uh, with histrionic and no one who's a sociopath. Absolutely. Under no circumstances will we have sex with any men who did that. Those proclivities would be breeded out of the population in like two generations. Mm. But women are exclusively fucking men like this. And that, that's the reason why these uh, these genetic proclivities keep passing along. Women are attracted to men like this. If women don't like the way men are, then stop fucking them mm. for those things. And then they just go away. We as men like women who are fit and then have certain attributes of hip to waist ratio of facial symmetry and signs of youth. And because we keep having sex with women who look like that, then we have children who look like that. And then women continue to look that way. We keep breeding that into the population because that's what we want. Women, on the other hand, will complain about a man being a narcissist, but she had sex with him. The, the population will then be will, will carry on the next generation. Five to eight percent of the population will be narcissists. And then the women will complain about him like, well, then stop sleeping with those men. Stop sleeping with them. It, but that's the thing. They can't. They do because they because, again, men have a far greater understanding of what they're attracted to. Women do not. Women will literally say one thing and do another. And when you call it out to them, I had a woman sitting right there. Tell me she was a sapiosexual. She's a sapiosexual. I like guys who are really nerdy and smart. And I was like, your last two boyfriends, one of them was the guy, not one of the guys on, on Chippendales. He was the main dancer on <laughs> Chippendales that you filmed porn with and fucked him on Brazzers. And number two, your other boyfriend before that was the best looking VIP host in Las Vegas. And you're telling me you want a sapiosexual. Listen to yourself. You're saying what you want us to believe is true and you're dating male strippers. Mm. It's just so, oh, by the way, she sells real estate. She's done like no fucking, way. she's done like $10 million in deals, something like that. And she fucks on browsers on my life. I'll, I'll send you a, a fucking link. That's it's crazy. Just, it's madness, bro. And my point is like, when you say this, it's unflattering women. Will, and then I was like, okay, well then find evidence that what I'm saying isn't true. And they can't, they sit there and try to deny hypergamy. Of course you can't deny hypergamy. Women want things in men, attributes in men that are better than that are in those, in those women. So women want men that are taller than them. They want men that are smarter than them. They want men that are more, ed, uh, more educated that make more money that are more muscular and better, maybe not better looking, but like they want these attributes in these men that they want. And if they have to choose between two, they're going to choose the one that has more money or is taller or is funny if, or whatever. If you, if you, if you could dumb down two attributes for a woman to why she wants to be with a man, what are those two attributes? Um, just two, just two. It's tough because like I said, there's 237. It's, right. it's like, he, and that's what I'm curious. What are the top two? Here's the, here's the issue. It is because for, for me and dating a woman, yeah. it comes down to two things. Yeah. It's really simple. Physical attraction, right? Yeah. And there's obviously like sex life and all that bubbles into the physical attraction. But number two is chill. Yes. Not crazy. That's just it. chill. That's does, all I want. It, it makes that's a lot of sense, right? But for women, I just know, I know women who specifically like very loud, short men who make lots of money. And I know some women who only date like dumb, really dumb guys named Kyler who, you know what yeah. I'm saying? But what about like, for the majority of women? For, what, if you had dumb it on two attributes, what would it be? Oh man, it's so, it's so hard to say this. I mean, I would probably say a high level of confidence and probably at least the potential for resource acquisition. I would say those are the two main things. And that basically, that's another way of saying money. Yes, but the potential, like women will fuck a fucking, uh, what's it called, uh, a first-year resident 
or an associate at a law firm or first year resident in a, at a hospital. She'll she'll sleep with them even though he doesn't make a lot of money because he potentially could make a lot mm. of money more so than she will date a guy who like run, who owns his own crew, Got it. runs his own crew of as a plumber. So the star college football player that's going to get drafted yes, in the NFL in the first sure. round for the pot- for potential. That's the now, same as money. Yeah. When, when here's the thing, I'll, I'll give a caveat. When women are younger, it is jawline, V shaped torso, and height. Okay. It is like physical attributes. When women are older, it's much more the ability to procure resources. That's what women are more attracted. I'm, I'm vastly generalizing what, here. At what age does a woman go from younger to older? So that's going to be uh, according. Uh, this is going to be according to the U.S. Census data that shows that the uh, the age of first marriage for women is like 29 or 30. Rollo Tomasi calls it the epiphany phase, and also there's data showing like the drop off and when women have their levels of they get fewer right swipes once they hit 28. It goes from like 23 to 25, they're at their peak. And by the time they're at 28, it just really levels off pretty low. Not pretty low. I mean, they're still getting hundreds of right swipes, but like not as many as they were before. So I'd say 28, 29, 30 is that point. What are three tips that like, you know, for the 33% that you mentioned of men out there that do not get laid in a given year, which is fucking crazy to me. For those 33%, what are three tips they can utilize to level up their game? Yeah, their so the, life? the first one is the one that the other two will build off of. And that is, uh, if I want, so when we, there's a study, it's great. You guys can look it up. Women report having more at- orgasms with men who have broader shoulders. Well, how, if I have a shoulder, it's not actually broader shoulders, it's shoulder to waist ratio. If I want a better shoulder to waist ratio, how can I do that? I could put maybe a quarter inch on. If I go take some fucking Anavar and so whatever, I can put a little bit of depth on my shoulders, a little width. But I could also lose like, Six, seven, eight, ten inches on my waist. Getting in shape is number one. It is absolutely unequivocally number one. So go take care of your body. You think better. You're more attractive. You walk better. You have a core. You increase your testosterone levels. You're just more attractive to women in general. And your life is just better being in shape than not being in shape. So one is that what the other two compound on. Number two, the thing is, you know, is, is that you are going to have to let develop some level of competency, competency, which will allow like some core competency, which allows you then to be able to talk to women uh, in a more confident manner. Now for me, because I throw events, my core competency actually has me talk to women all the time anyway, but that level of core competency that you have uh, where you develop a level of charisma and confidence, that's the second thing. And the third thing is money. I mean, it's just going to be money. Like I, it's, it's unfortunate. It's, it's becoming even more money than it was before. When you see Rihanna, who's a billionaire and her boyfriend's a billionaire before the, her current boyfriend, she was dating a billionaire. You just understand. It's funny. As men garner more wealth, the difference between them and their wife's age increases. However, as women garner more wealth, the wealth that is required of their partner increases as well. Mm. It's the opposite of what you think. You would think wealthy women would want poor men. It is quite the opposite. Wealthy women want men wealthier than them. That's essentially what happens. Tall women, you think taller women would want shorter men. Taller women want men even taller than they are. And where would you throw like a social media presence in those three? Social Would media you rank so, it at so, all because so, for for me I was making a little money. Yeah, um, and then a year and a half ago, that's when I started like building yeah. the social media, and I, I there was there's woman yeah. that would not give me the time of day two years ago. And now all of a sudden they want to hang out. They yeah. want to go out. They want to be around me. So, so where does that fall so in line with those I two? I asked this question to Bolzarian and he said, he ranks it like this. Number one is fame. Fame is 100x everything else. Now, most of us aren't going to be famous, but like you and I, like in my city and your city, we're like a three out of 10 famous where I'm famous enough to where every pretty girl in the city knows my face mm-hmm. and there's no nightclub or restaurant that isn't immediately going to walk me in the door. Anytime I go anywhere, at least someone in the restaurant is going to come shake my hand and say, I love your podcast, whatever. So that's that like, I'm, a, I'm at like a, I'm a what, local famous level two. Two or three, meaning 10 being like fucking um, 
you know, Tom Elon Cruise, Musk. Elon Musk, right? I'm like a two, right? So that's, that's fame. So fame would be one. And then Bolzerian said this, and I agree with this. Number two is jealousy and number three is money. So number two would be having what I would consider either sexy son's hypothesis, pre-selection, or the term is mate choice copying. You can look it up in evolutionary biology, having other Having women see other women approve of me and show me compliance would be the second most important attraction trigger. And the third one would be clearly I have access to resources, either my high rise apartment, my my AP or my paddock watch, my Lamborghini, et cetera, whatever those things are. That would be the third thing. But uh, but fitness comes before any of those three things. That's what I would tell you from a woman's standpoint. This is from a man who's like had sex with 2000 women when he expresses what is the thing that causes women to want to have sex with him. It goes fame first. So like your social status. Mm-hmm. Number two would be jealousy. So pre-selection. And number three would be access to resources. Dude, Michael. It's been a pleasure, man. Where, where can folks uh, learn more about your program if they want to join and, and figure out how to level up their dating life? Yeah, so uh, you can go to Michael Sartain on Instagram. That's the easy place to find me. Ironically enough, my program is not a dating program. It is about increasing your status. So okay. you get increasing your status so you get better people on your podcast. So you have better vendors that work with your company so that you're able to network better and get better employees or become a better employee, like get a, get a job at a better company. And in addition to that, as your status increases, women find you outrageously more attractive. So as a byproduct of my of my program, guys end up meeting. Their, we've had some MOA marriages. Shout out to Pear and Deborah. They just got married. Uh, they're, they're, we have some guys join the program, meet the girl of their dreams, and end up getting married. And we have some guys that are just like, I just want to bang 20 girls this year. I just went through a divorce. Fuck this shit. I just want to fuck a bunch of women. And I'm like, all right, I can help you with that. My, my job is to make you higher status and more attractive. My job is, in my course, is to give you higher status sexual select selection and higher status mm. period we do whatever we it takes in order to do that and we do this using a scientific method that book says the evolution of desire by <laughs> dr david buss this book right here this book right here it describes this concept of evolutionary psychology from the 1970s when it first started it used to be called sociobiology those concepts describe why women are attracted to men and why they go back to the ancestral period and describe it very very articulately I love it, man. It's been fun. I never get to talk dating on my okay. podcast, so it's Perfect. been a fun conversation. Appreciate you. And uh, next time you're in San Diego, man, we'll have to get you on mine again. I appreciate it, man. All right, yep. man. Thank Listeners, you. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you in the next one. Peace. Peace.